is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. So this morning what I want us to do in our remaining time is to think about uh, the new preaching series that we're starting today, which we're calling Back in the Room. So if you're making notes, then that's your title for this whole series, Back in the Room. And this morning is a little bit of an introduction to that. And uh, what we're going to do over the uh, subsequent weeks, really, in a run-up, I guess, to the summer, there are going to be a few things that we're going to look at together that are relevant to us as we're once again gathering in person again as a church. And we're going to consider the sort of church that we believe God wants us to be, some of the things that he's speaking to us about, some of the things that are important to us. That's what we're going to be looking at over the coming weeks. But before we do that, we're going to look back. So before we look forward... We're going to spend the remainder of this morning looking back. So let me pray, and then I'll explain what I mean. Father, I want to thank you for these stories we've just heard, Lord, from Kat, from Adam, from Polly, of your faithfulness, of your goodness, of your leading, of your speaking life, of your making promises and fulfilling them. Father, thank you that we've heard stories of what you're doing in our church family. Lord, we've sung about it. We've thought about men and women of old, our Bible heroes who could declare of your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you that we today can declare your goodness and your faithfulness too. And now, Lord, we pray as we open up your word that you would speak to us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So like I said this morning, we're going to just briefly look back. And confession time. Well, that made you all wake up, didn't it? <laughs> confession time. Adam, Adam's like, oh, what's he going to say now? <laughs> I'm not great at this. I'm much better at looking forward, getting excited about what God is going to do in the future I'm not so good at looking back and thinking about what's happened and sort of processing it and spending time uh, on that. But actually, looking back is not a bad thing to do. And looking back at what we've been through over these last couple of years or so is actually a good thing to do. And it's right to consider that before we, in our subsequent weeks together, look forwards. Because there has been pain, isn't there? There has been loss. You know, all of us have lost things over this COVID period, but some far more than others. You may have lost loved ones who are close to you. Maybe they passed away, they died because of COVID, or because of COVID you couldn't see them right at the end, maybe. There's real pain there, real, real loss for you. 
Maybe you lost something. There's a loss of health for you. Maybe you suffered with it yourself and there's a, a loss there in terms of your health and what you were able to do. Maybe you're still walking through that even now. Maybe there's a loss for you of, of friendships or of a job maybe. All of us lost our freedom to one degree or another, didn't we? Being locked up and shut away and, and unable to, to go out other than certain allowable exercise. I mean, as we look back, we can see it this morning, it, and it almost seems so long ago, doesn't it? But also it seems like it was just yesterday. And who remembers queuing for supermarkets? The amount of time I spent queuing outside supermarkets over these last couple of years in long lines waiting for my allotted time to enter and purchase the required shopping. As we look back, we can, we can look back and think about it, but the Bible uses a word of looking back and processing things like this, and the Bible word is lament. The dictionary defines lament as this. It's to feel, show, or express grief, sorrow, or regret, or to mourn deeply. And actually, for many of us, that would be a description of what we do as we look back over these last couple of years or so. This deep mourning, deep expression of, of sorrow, if you like. And this word lament does actually come up in the Bible quite a bit. The Bible uses it quite a lot. In fact, there's a whole book, isn't there? Lamentations. Not the happiest book, I have to say, if you want to be cheered up in your faith, but it's a reality of life. To look back, to lament, to express sorrow and to process grief is not a bad thing to do, but rather it's a necessary thing to do. God gave us emotions, didn't he? Confession number two. I have to admit, before I was married, I was not particularly aware of these things called emotions. I had heard of others having them, but hadn't, you know, it wasn't a great expression of myself I have to admit my wife has helped me with these things and uh, I'm probably more emotional in a good way now than I have been previously but friends to look back to be aware of your loss to process it to think to pray to bring it to God to lament is actually okay and it's a good thing to do it well but also, you don't need to stay in that place of lamenting, but you can move on from it. It's not a place, it's a place to be for a while, but it's not a place to set up camp and start building home in. It's a place to be, but to go through. The writer to Ecclesiastes says this, Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 to 4. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, 
and a time to dance. Mourning, weeping, lamenting are all natural and appropriate human reactions. But you also get to move on. Because there is also a time to laugh, to dance, and to know joy once again. But I guess, for maybe for some of you this morning evening, either in the room or online, you might be feeling, well, that, yeah, I agree with you, Graham. I want to move on, but actually moving on right now is quite tough. And you might be in that place that you want to move on, but actually you're in a situation where it's still quite hard to do that. Maybe things have not picked up for you. Maybe things have not got better as you hoped for yet. Maybe you're still in a tough and difficult season of life. What do you do then? Do you just pretend that it's all okay? No. No, you don't. You definitely don't pretend that it's all okay. But you bring it to God's. Now, the Bible, thankfully, has something to say about this. Now, last Sunday, if you're with us, I quoted from the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 1 says this, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, renew them in our day, in our time. Make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. That's, that's the prayer of Habakkuk there, chapter 3. We, we used it last week to help us pray and call on God to move again in this nation. So we pray for revival. Well, the book of Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, as I once heard it pronounced, you can fight amongst yourselves as to which you think is correct, is a conversation between the prophet and God himself. So it's a record of Habakkuk's struggles, his questions, and then what God says to him in response. But it's clear that this conversation has a wider application than just Habakkuk himself. It's in Scripture because it's there recorded for our goods and our benefits. Now, we don't have time to read the whole book today, but I'd encourage you, it's a great book to read, and you might want to get hold of it and Reads it's only, it's only a short one, only three chapters. Might be a good one to read in the coming days. But let me read a few verses towards the end of his book. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. He says this. He's been through his you know, struggles and prayers and bring it to God. Then he says this towards the end. Though the fig tree does not bud... And there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no cattle in the pen and no cattle, no sheep rather in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Isn't it wonderful to finish his book like that? It's a really helpful passage for us because Habakkuk is talking about these things that he expects to happen and in normal times would happen. So it wouldn't be unreasonable for him to expect to see crops, expect to see grapes and figs and so on. They're reasonable expectations of life, but they're not happening. 
as he expected, as he wants them to. But even so, he's declaring his trust in the Lord. He's declaring his trust in God. Not only will he trust, but even more, he rejoices. He's going to rejoice in God. See, for Habakkuk, he's describing a situation of absolute disaster. For him, this is not just, oh, I can't get any grapes, that's a bit tough, we'll have oranges instead. It's not saying, hey, you know, no figs this week at the supermarket. Never mind, they'll be back next week. No, no. What he's describing here is absolute disaster. Though the olive crop fails, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, though the fields produce no food, this is disaster here. We need to understand this is not just having to queue outside Sainsbury's for an hour. This is, there's nothing there when you get inside. This is disaster here for Habakkuk. It's a situation beyond most of our imagination. It's a situation of dire consequence. No food, no hope of any food. What does he say? Even then, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God my Saviour. In his commentary on Habakkuk, uh, the, the writer David Pryor says this. He says, It is one thing to thank and praise God for all the good things in our lives, to rejoice in our blessings. It is quite another to rejoice in the midst of nothing when all these blessings have been summarily and completely removed. The prophet has learned to rejoice not in any particular quantity or quality of blessings, but in God himself. God never changes. If we learn, if we are liberated, to find our joy in the Lord, regardless of any good things we may or may not receive at his hand, then he remains a continuous source and cause of rejoicing. It's great, isn't it? Well, that's a long quote, but it's a fabulous quote. The prophet has learned to rejoice not in any particular quantity or quality of blessings, but in God himself. Similar to what Adam was saying earlier, wasn't it? You can trust in what you think. You, you know, it's okay. Things are going to be all right. I've, I, I've got it covered here. Got some irons in the fire. It'll be okay. No, no, no. God call us, calls us to trust him and him alone. And we need to learn to find happiness and contentment not in the things that he gives us, but in him. The Apostle Paul had to learn it as well, didn't he? In Philippians 4, he talks about being, being, having learnt the secret of being content. It's wonderful, isn't it, to hear Polly's story this morning. Just what she's been through. What she's had to walk through, literally, just in recent weeks. But to see her here worshipping Jesus and loving God. It's wonderful, isn't it? Having learnt the secret of contentment. Finding joy in him. I wonder, have you learnt that this morning? Have you learnt that secret of contentment in God himself? 
back to Habakkuk. He was lamenting the lack of figs, of grapes, of olive crop, of, uh, of anything. That was his though. Though the fig trees do not bud, though there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails, though the fields produce no food. I wonder this morning, friends, what is your though? What is it for you this morning? Though I lost my job, though my hopes and dreams didn't work out, though the contract didn't pan out as I expected, though I lost some, uh, lost my health due to COVID, though I lost people I loved and wasn't able to see them. What is your though this morning? I think for many of you this morning, there's something that's coming to your mind. Though, whatever it might be, though something hasn't worked out as you hoped and prayed it would, Listen, if you're thinking of your though, (laughs) to use that phrase right now, I'd love to pray for you. I want to ask you to be brave and to stand. I don't know what it is. But if there's something that you know is on your heart right now, you think, yeah, as I look back, there's that though for me. Just stand where you are real quick. I'm going to pray right now, just before we move on. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Maybe you're lamenting something that's you've lost. Or there's been a loss for you. What's your though? Anybody else? Before I pray. Father, I want to pray right now for my dear friends standing before you. Thank you for vulnerability and honesty and just coming to you. And God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that they would know your love, your goodness, your touch, your presence, your faithfulness. And God, I pray that they would be able to get to a point where they can say, even though dot, 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 still they can rejoice in you and be joyful in God their Saviour. So, Father, I want to pray right now for every person standing. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for fresh joy in you. In the midst of difficulty, challenge, or lamenting, God, I pray that they would know such joy in the Holy Spirit They would know your goodness and your faithfulness. Help them to process well, but get to a place where they can rejoice in you and be joyful in God their Saviour. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you guys. God bless you. Habakkuk had a conversation with the Lord, brought his complaint to God. And God graciously answers him. 
And then like we've seen, Habakkuk is able to pray at the end and declare, even though these things that he had hoped for and had reasonably expected didn't turn out, even though whatever it was for him, he was able to put his trust and rejoice in God his Saviour. My prayer for all of you this morning, all of us this morning, is that whatever we're facing, whatever situation we might look back on and lament, that we, like Habakkuk, will be able to say, even though, dot, 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 yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God, my Saviour. You know, it's undeniable that we have been through a tough and difficult season these last couple of years or so. And now having largely, not completely, I know, but largely come through the immediacy of the COVID crisis, we we find ourselves facing some other things, don't we? Unpredictable world events that we wouldn't have imagined just a few months ago. Cost of living crisis that we continually hear being talked about and things that we're facing, rising prices and so on. You know, there are plenty of those ahead of us as well as behind us. So friends, it's a lesson to learn that whatever it is that we're facing, God calls us to follow him and to experience his goodness and his faithfulness like we've heard about from testimony this morning. Whatever it is that you're going to face over coming months, whatever it is you have faced recently and lamented and brought to God, whatever it is for you that you might look back on, or whatever it is maybe for you in future days, I pray that Habakkuk will be an encouragement to you. Go read the book this week. Only three chapters, real quick. Read his book. Read his complaints and how God answers him. And read where he got to at the end. I promise you that will encourage you in the Lord's. Amen. So listen, over subsequent weeks now, we're going to be thinking about what is ahead of us. Having looked back a little this morning, we're going to look at what is ahead of us. What is God speaking to us about? What are some of the things that are important to us as a church? What's God saying to us? What is it? What are our times together be like? What do you want our times out there in the city to be like? This is what we're going to be looking at as we think about being back in the room in subsequent weeks. So Father, I want to thank you this morning for the story of Habakkuk. Thank you for all we can learn from him. Thank you for the example that he is to us. And I pray God that his story, his complaint, your answer And where he lands would be an encouragement to all of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Come along on any Sunday morning.